When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of All Consuming Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about an album that is worthy of being Album of the Year, Dominion by War of Ages. But before we get started, I wanted to thank our patrons, all of our patrons, no matter what tier you're in. And for those that bought Tyler and I some coffee, and those that bought yourself a mug, here's your shout out. So thank you, Daniel, Christian. Oh, and Christian, I sent some stickers your way like... A week or so ago. I hope you got them. Um, Adam, Heavy Metal Prophet, I Did It For The Mug, and Trey. We appreciate you guys. And on this episode, we're actually going to do something different. Again, I feel like I'm always saying we're doing something different. If you're a patron, you're going to get the whole episode, all 10 tracks, with no advertisements, commercials, whatever. Um, We thought it would be better to get one big one than having you know the episode and then like a bonus episode that has all the other tracks on it so that way it's kind of one long episode so let us know what you think about that so with that let's jump into our deep dive on dominion well hey tyler what's up dude how you doing long time no see i feel like we start every episode with hey it's been a minute how's it well part of it is because it's true like we don't see each other except when we record otherwise we're just texting Bro, I've been in your city multiple times in like a month. And how many times have you seen me? Once. When? The when I came for uh, that one for the football game in October, and we went to Riverfront. Oh and we yeah, went and, we went to that yeah. Cochinitos ta- yeah. taco place. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was that like a month ago? Uh, roughly, yeah. Dude, a little that feels bit like over. F- feels like forever ago. I know. Yeah, and then we just came back. Our football team came back like last week. Yeah, and, uh, it was a Thursday, so you're I saw like, the picture. not I was happening. Like, nice city. What's that? I know. I <laughs> like sent the that, picture, and you're like, "What's this that, supposed to be?" That's your city, Gary. <laughs> why are you talking? Why are you texting me? I didn't know. I was like, "Is this Yakima?" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what is he trying to show me? Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so the last time we got together uh, for podcast talk, we got to do the Furnace mm. Fest thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And oh, you know what's funny about that? So I I got a shirt in the mail or whatever like i ordered this thing from emory the gift box thing and i got this shirt that said i heart emory mm-hmm. right and so bobby who is on that episode he has a daughter named emory and i was like i'm not wearing this shirt in public and i was like hey do you want this and he's like sure i have a holy name shirt that doesn't fit me you want to swap oh that's so cool. we just mailed each other shirts you know arkansas to washington and did shirt you came in this week and you got it and it fits i haven't tried it on that's so cool, though. But it's a it's my size, so I'm gonna wear it to a birth, kid's birthday party on on Friday. It's the the back of it is just like wrapped in thorns, and it has like uh, the Creed lyrics on it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, and the front's just like a tiny skull. I uh, 
I wore my holy name shirt. I might have said this, but I wore my holy name shirt to church, and it just is like literally the the cross, the Orthodox cross, you know, and has yeah. holy name on the sleeves. It's a long sleeve tee. And uh, my pastor like came up to me with a purpose and was like, "Hey, get that Eastern Orthodox stuff out of here." But obviously, was you know he was obviously like joking, you know. But uh, yeah, does he know about holy name or is yeah, that, okay. he does. His uh, his I don't know if I've told you this, but his daughter who's in middle school like listens to our episodes on the regular. Like she's well, really she's, she's got to wait monthly for us to, to drop stuff. <laughs> no, but she does, and so like cool. uh, of course, yeah, she's a big Demon Hunter fan actually. Nice, yeah. Which is cool. Um, yeah, so, you know, for me, like, fall's the busiest time. Uh, school starts, football especially, is going. And so, like, it's a breath of fresh air to finally not have football, to have some free time. And so, recently, we uh, we do this kind of, like, you know, monthly, bi-monthly, whenever we can type of, like, get together with the men of our church. You know, like, probably a lot of churches do. And so, we went to this one, like, food truck place we have in Tri Cities, and it's like how many a, how many guys is this? Uh, on a good turnout, it's like you know, fifteen twenty probably twenty. Okay. Yeah, and uh, when is one food truck place? It's like you know, all the food trucks come here, and there's like this center area that's like enclosed. It's a pretty cool spot. You can go, you know, and pick whatever food. So we went there, and we met up, and you know, just hanging out, talking, and it was really awesome. It was cool because there was a ton of people that came, um, but we're sitting there, right, and just talking church, talking life. And all of a sudden, like, I kid, this is like the weird, it's like out of a movie sort of, I, I can't even explain <laughs> it. But like this, like three, four people like pull up and they have like a speaker, right? Their own little speaker and a microphone. What, and like, a, say, like a little pill thing? Like, no, no, no. Like an actual, like, uh, like a, like a boom box. No, like a speaker. Like you're going to like you're, play music into a crowd, like a legit, oh, like, like, like a big yes. old like monitor thing. Monitor, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh this lady gets on and she's like, um, welcome to spoken word poetry night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh we've got some some stuff we want to share with you guys. Uh this is a safe spot for everybody, no matter what you believe or You're like, I didn't agree to that. <laughs> and we're we're all like looking at each other like we know what's about to happen, right? Uh-huh. There's you know, and this is like a place where like Little kids are running around and stuff. And so it's like a family environment, right? Yeah. And these these poems, like they're good. Like don't get me wrong. They're just like heartfelt, super deep, a lot of hurt in these people's life. Like let's, yeah, like yeah. what they talk about, you know? And um, some words that I would like be like if my kids were around, I'm like I don't want to hear them say that. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like super deep. And, and the, the conversation, everything – just stop we were telling jokes like you don't want to be laughing when people are talking about the things that are happening in their life so yeah. they look out and they see you giggling about something you know mm-hmm. um and so our conversation stopped we're watching what's going on and after this first lady that finishes we we clap and it was a really good like heartfelt like super somber you know poem and so it's open mic you know and they're like anyone else have something they want to share and they open it up <laughs> open it up to everybody you know and i'm not going up there you know i don't want to be like what's that oh, movie? i was like, hoping you did <laughs> no like, like some slam poetry uh jesus died for my cynthia you know I mean, what movie is that off of? <laughs> i don't know dude realize realize um anyway sorry um but anyways i like, know the south park version of that <laughs> <laughs> so like it's awkward for like I can't even 
like it was probably only two minutes but the silence was like deafening you know and this old lady had to be like 70 80 years old walks up takes the mic and like the people that are putting this on are like oh okay here we go we got you know a lady's gonna do a poem wow. and she was like <laughs> <laughs> she looked at her her crew and she was like roses are red violets are blue happy birthday to whoever was with her and everyone like was like super like clapping for that you know <laughs> and it was like so awkward the people that put on the poetry thing were like uh, obviously they were upset because that's not yeah. what they were trying to go for mm-hmm. and eventually they just like packed it up and left but it was so weird only one person did the poetry no there was another one but it, it was so hard because these people yeah. come to like just enjoy you know a was there a sign up or, or something that said that you know poetry I'm night sure, or... maybe somewhere or these but people no, just they, like pull up in random spots <laughs> set they up could the be, speaker they could be random coming. Right, and so, but all these people are just there with their families, like enjoying a meal, and mm-hmm. now you, you hear Dude, about. We the should hurt. do that. We could pull this... up and be like, "Thank you, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our Deathcore 101." No, we're gonna do our podcast live. Welcome to All Consuming Podcast Live. Um, yeah, no. At Chuck E. Cheese, and you will listen to what we're going to do. <laughs> it just was like the wrong place, you know. Like yeah. you're not gonna want to go there and do that. And so, eventually, they left, and we were like, we didn't want to say like in our mind, like good they left but it was like good they left you know uh-huh. yeah so that was wild but yeah it's good to hang out with uh church members again and good to hang out with buddies and yeah hopefully record more frequently with you and do all that good stuff yeah so with that should we uh get to what we're what we're here for oh i'm stoked let's do it so today we're doing war of ages and you know war of ages has a sweet spot for us because uh, our podcast is named after one of their songs. Mm-hmm. Now we have to change the name of our podcast to like <laughs> Dominant Dominion Podcast or like. But we're doing the new album Dominion. Yeah, and uh, pretty stoked to talk about it. Um, I I'm trying to decide how to begin. You know, uh, how about just like what Tyler? What are your overall thoughts? Like, you know, the album was announced like a month before it dropped, yeah. right? Like August to September. So it's like. It, it came out fast, and so mm-hmm. they, there wasn't, like, this super long buildup, and I don't know. What were your thoughts? Well, I remember when Dominus was released, the single, and I was so stoked because it is – this is – I don't know if this is – this makes sense, but it is the most War of Agey, War of Age songs – War of Ages songs I've heard in a long time. Like, it seems like if you were to take a song from Eternal or whatever – and then, like, turn it up at a couple extra notches. Like, that's what I felt Dominus was. It was so good. It's like metalcore. It feels kind of like, to me, even, like, old-school metalcore, but with, like, a breakdown, to me, that feels like the hardcore that I love at the end. And I was like, yeah. this is the perfect meld of everything I want, you know? Um, and then Armageddon came, too, and I was like, this is different. I enjoy it. So I was super stoked when I heard those two singles. And I know they dropped maybe two more. Yeah, yeah. They dropped so they dropped those two like August eleventh. Yeah. Which I love, you know, two at a time. Because awesome. you get one Basically and it's kind of like a you're like, I don't know how to react to one. Yeah. They they could is this the middle of the road? They could go anywhere, but when they give you two songs, you're like, Oh, here's the heavy. Oh, this one's kinda hardcore. Yeah. Um and then they did uh Laodicea. Is that oh, how yeah. we're is that oh, how yeah. we're saying it today? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. August twenty fifth, and then like the just the week before it released, right? Uh, was Apocalypsis on September sixth. So I love that it was like 
four singles in a month. And from the announcement that the album even exists, it came out fast. Yeah. So like yeah. hype hype was high. You know, everyone's like, what? We had no idea it was coming. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like, here's some singles. You're like, sweet. At this rate, oh, what? Probably March or April of next year. You know, and then they're like, released in 28 days. And you're like, what? This Dude. is nuts. That's how it um, should be, too. Yeah, I love that, right? I'm very happy to listen to the whole album when it's like that. Right. When, when like, Memphis May Fire releases nine singles <laughs> and the full thing releases in, like, a year yeah. and a half. You're just like, by the time it's out, you're like, I've heard this. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we feel like we talk about that single, the first one that was released, and we're like, well, I mean, this was, like, technically not this year or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, feels so weird. Um, but the way they did it, for sure, it felt fresh, and I, I do love that they dropped two right away. Mm-hmm. I don't know the reasoning behind that, but it, and they were two, like, different songs. Yeah. You know, and so I think, to me, that was pretty sweet. Um it got me on board and I, and the album when it did drop like it didn't disappoint you know mm-hmm. um really good start to finish really awesome uh I, you know what you get when it comes to lyrics from more of ages you know it's going to be just on point absolutely love it yep. when there's bands we talk about on this podcast where it's like you know you dig and you try to find it through a christian lens like maybe we can see what they're talking about, if it's referencing the Bible or God, you don't have to do that with War of Ages because it's really just biblical, you know? Yeah. It cracks (laughs) me up when, so like sometimes on like Facebook groups, I hope people are trolling and they're like, you know, hey, I just got into Christian metal. (laughs) Is War of Ages Christian? Yeah. And it's like, have you listened to one song? No. You can pick any song. Like how, how could you ask this question? Well, you know, it is hard sometimes, Gary, to understand the lyrics when people are screaming like let's be real i had this issue just a couple days ago right (laughs) i text (laughs) so i'm driving to work early in the morning the day that the new impending doom uh single releases what's it called eternal 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 i just didn't want to say that because i was thinking of war of ages but eternal and there's a part to where i thought brooke said the f word the f word you want to F with me or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, no way. And I played it over and over. And yeah, you you like text me at like 720. I'm like getting out of bed. And I'm like, I man, said, I haven't <laughs> listened. Okay, just hold on. But yeah, and I, yeah. I listened with uh, my boys dropping them off to school and I turned it up super loud. Listen to the whole thing. And I'm like, I didn't hear any part that could have been mistaken. And I like, like three times in. And then finally I hear like, you want to fight with me. And I was like, oh, texting you like. No, Tyler. I got it right away, you idiot. Uh, you know. Yeah, and it's weird that that popped up, and like, you know, and then like you said it, and I could have just not been an idiot and just looked up the lyrics that are there. Dude, but it just dropped. But I, I literally googled the lyrics like after you text me, and I felt like a dumbo, hmm. and they're there. Okay. But anyways, um, yeah, and so I didn't really appreciate your response though. <laughs> <laughs> Gary really texts me. Gary Gary texts me. Like he's like, no, it says fight with me. And he's like, if you maybe would stop listening to Taylor Swift, you wouldn't <laughs> think that everything in a song is an F bomb because she drops F bombs all the time. Yeah, and, yeah. That, that's not verbatim, but that is about what I said. Yeah. And then you just kept texting Taylor hate memes repetitively. <laughs> no, some of those were day. great. <laughs> some of those were great. They were all the same meme. 
Which one? You sent, you sent the same meme. Which like one was it? 12 times. It's the uh, American psycho pointing at 1989. Oh, like my phone sent it to you a bunch of times? At least 12. I thought you were trolling no, me so hard. No. I swear, dude. Yeah, I swear. No way, dude. I'll show you. Look, I told my wife. I was like, he's trolling me so look, hard right now. Here's my text of it. I have one. The, so the joke is, the joke is Taylor Swift, after re-releasing a decade-old album with literally zero changes, pointing at it like there's zero changes. And I was like, he's trolling. He's trolling me because he just Dude, sent it. Dude, that's so that lame. Many, that many times <laughs> at me. Sorry. I didn't know my phone did that. <laughs> and I was like. You I, can blame Mint. We just switched to Mint. So. Oh, okay. I blame Mint. All right. Well, I, it was better when I was blaming you because I thought you were going like deep into this like taylor hate stuff <laughs> no but i'm okay that my phone chose to do that <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna rewind a little and uh get back on track uh so we went down this rabbit hole because you're saying that when war of ages releases a song or releases yeah. an album as christians like there's like a i'm gonna use the word pedigree here like we know this release will be up to par right 100%. like it's going to be what we expect it's we know it will be safe and we don't have to be like, well, hold on. It's a new like silent planet. We got to check the lyrics. Are there any swear words? Is this okay right. for my kids to hear? Like, you know, we have to, we have to put our guard up when listening to some, some bands. Right. Yeah. But I feel like with war of ages, it's just like, you know, here's a bunch of awesome stuff. Go at, go at it. And it's just woohoo. Right. And we, we don't, I mean, most of the bands we talk about, let's be honest. Most of the bands we talk about on this, on this podcast are those bands that are like not technically like don't say they're Christian bands, but they have Christians or they're in the scene. Like that's a right. lot of the bands we talk about yep. and we enjoy them a ton, right? Like we, we really do like those, but there's just something when it comes to like bands like war of ages, you know, I think of bands like four today where it was like, this is like, it's part of their mission as Christians. I feel yeah. is the band, Yep, you know? Um, and so it's really cool to see. Um, and it's awesome when people like you see online are stoked for it and ready. And I, there were so many people that were, um, stoked for this. Yep. So, uh, let's jump into some of the details. So, uh, facts, this is their 10th studio album. Dang. Nuts. Right. Like Demon Hunter just released their 11th. If that puts you at a number, um, but this was released September 15th, 2023 on FaceDown. They've been on FaceDown for nearly their whole lives. Yeah. Um, it's produced by their guitarist, Jack Daniels. Um, and it's uh, it's the last album that features their drummer, Caleb Lubachow, right? He passed away yeah. this year, uh, or actually last year in 2022, right? I'm not sure of the date, but passed away before this was released. Yep, and the uh, lineup hasn't changed since uh, their previous EP. So you got Leroy Hamp on lead vocals, Steve Brown on lead guitar. Those two dudes have been there forever. Yeah. Uh, Jack Daniels on rhythm guitar, and he produced it. Which is awesome, yeah. Yep. And Elisha Mullins on bass, and Caleb Lubichow on drums. Yeah. Sweet. So that's pretty much all the, the facts. You know, there's not much to it. The band hasn't, the lineup hasn't changed like crazy. Um, I hope that they, like, tour or do something um i know i've heard him say on uh, social medias and stuff that like they're kind of just staying regional they're not yeah. really planning on hitting up a big tour or anything but uh which kind of sucks when you live um a thousand miles away from them <laughs> i mean we when's the last time you saw war of ages i mean i've only seen them once same 
at I that Azalea Dying tour. Azalea Dying, Demon Hunter, War of Ages. And Bless the Fall. And Bless mm-hmm. the Fall. Just That was so good. That was a good And time. that was like in the in the uh the time right like you know you put your uh that meme of vince mcmahon crying remember that one Mm -hmm. and it was like the conviction song when it talks about just you know talk about the suicide and it's just crying like i was thinking like that meme should be like son tell me what metalcore was like in the early 2000s you know or 2010s (laughs) and like he's just crying like you know that type of deal because that was it, man. That was like the time to be in the heavy music, uh, especially metalcore. Like it was just flying, and it was awesome. Yep. And that was the last time I saw him, you know, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a bunch of songs on the album. Uh, do you have anything to say before we like jump in? Like, uh... I think I just want to say like big props in a world of EPs. We got an LP. You know, like, I just think that I love that bands are still doing full albums, you know, uh, and I think that's really cool. I don't know if that even fits, but I also think it's really cool that I got the vinyl the week it was released or really close, really close. Actually, no, I got it like last week. So a month after it released, which which is is awesome. Usually I get it like way later. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. Let's jump in, dude. So before we get started. Uh, I just wanted to add that, like, just the picture of this, like, album, right? Even just the album art, right? Which is yeah. amazing, done by Dave Quiggle. Uh, he doesn't really do album art anymore, so it's really awesome to see him, like, do that kind of stuff again. But the whole album is basically, like, the end times. It's about the four horsemen from Revelations. Um, and there's, like, four songs in the album where each one is about one of the horsemen. And the other songs are kind of just like end times revelation stuff. And, you know, we'll we'll get to that when we get to them. But uh, I think it was a really fun, like, like taking notes on this, like reading revelations and be like, oh, that's where he got that line from. Oh, that's straight sure. from the Bible, you know, like um, just to kind of tie the two together. So I think that's really awesome that we have like a revelation Z. It's a, I think it's a very common theme in music and especially metalcore and stuff is to do like a you know end times judgment days uh yeah kind of an album but okay yeah hey here's an here's a hot take before we move on sure i don't know if we're supposed to read revelation as like an end times book that is not a hot take that is a hotly debated topic well i'm just saying the take's kind of spicy so i think that revelations should be looked at as a past present for john and yeah. a future look of Jesus's coming, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I do think there's a lot of references that point to Old Testament things and people quickly and easily go, oh, like what Russia's doing to Ukraine. Oh, For like, sure. you know, and like totally taking things out of context. Um, although we live in a world where history repeats itself and there are probably correlations, but the Bible is not like the book of Revelations is often used as like a verbatim of what's to be expected in the future right and there's tons of opinions and views because there's no answer right no there's not we don't know but there's like when these things will happen how they have happened if they have so there's lots of different opinions and views historians theologians atheists tons of people use this book to try to like say what it means and like you know it's it's really hard and uh, I know what Leroy believes, 
based on what he wrote in his lyrics. And that's what we are going to focus on. I am not going to say what I think this horseman means. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to I, just echo what the what the song for did. sure. I think that's kind of the point. Is like this idea of like this isn't a this isn't an album, and it's not a what what I think we both would do is like trying to create this checklist of here's the end times. If this happens, then that happens. It's like you know Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, and he's like pointing chart. at the yeah. the chart and like he's all got those all things attached and the pins like. And- that's not how I, I I know that it's it's read in this album and it's how not how I read it. Um, there's a lot that obviously you just take away even from these songs and you take away about the Christian life, right? Um, and it obviously does point to you know your eschatology and stuff like that. But overall, like um, it might be a little dangerous just to read it and trying to like associate it like you said with Russia and Ukraine and the president of the United States, especially the Israel and Gaza and Palestine stuff. Right. Like that. I I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. I think we're supposed to read this, um, from a different lens. So I do like the, that we're prefacing this and saying, this is coming. This is what we're going to read, um, from the lyrics of this album. It's not necessarily fully what we believe unless we say we believe it. Yep. Cool. And I I don't, I hope we don't go down too many rabbit trails. Yeah. I don't think we do. All right. So first song called famine. This song starts off uh, depicting the Lamb, Jesus, opening the third seal. Why we start with the third horseman on an album? Like, my OCD, it's not even OCD, I, I, I just wished that it was like, you know, the first horseman, the first seal, the second horseman, <laughs> but whatever. We're going yeah. out of order. Someone hit shuffle and release the album. So this is one of the four horsemen. Um, it is the third seal. He, none of the horsemen actually have names, but like the world, like I was saying before, yeah. everyone wants to analyze and like pick apart who are these four horsemen and what do they mean. And so they've been given names over time. Only one of the horsemen actually has a name from the Bible, but this one's name is Famine. It's a common name given to one of the four horsemen. Um, and obviously he's associated with Famine. Yep. Crazy. Um, and, you know, he's the black horse that's carrying a scale. Uh, if you look at the album cover, he's got, like, this funky scale. And the scale's kind of interesting because it's it's actually not a scale for justice. It yeah. is a scale for the weight of grain and wages for a day. Right. So, you know, it's like in, in, the, in the Bible it references, like, a, it, that people will have to use a day's wage, a day's of work, 
to pay for a days of bread. So you can only pay for yourself and you have no excess money for anything else. Right. Yeah. That's as far as I'm going to go with that one. Uh, but this might be one of my favorite songs. It's different. Like, maybe like top three. It might be number okay. one. We'll see by the end of the episode. But uh, I love the weird guitar tone. Me too, man. Like, it's almost like, is that a guitar? Is that is that like a computer doing that? You know, because it's, it's weird. Um, but I don't know. I just like the way the song starts and it kicks off, you know, with the... When he's talking about the beast opening, you know, releasing the the horseman, right? So, the lamb opens the scroll, out comes a horseman from the beast, right? There's mm-hmm. four beasts too, whatever. And so when he screams, hear the beast scream, I just love, yeah. love how he does that. Yeah, no, that part is awesome. Yeah, I think like that riff, like especially like you're talking about. I think it, I think it is guitar, but it's just like low, and the tone is so just like menacing. I don't know how to really explain it. I love the double it. bass pedals with it. Yeah. Brum, brum, brum. yeah it's so, so good. good. Um, and so I, for me, like, it is different than, like, it starts off the album is different than what uh, I typically associate War of Ages with. Kind of a slower, you know, like, punchy riff, you know. And it's awesome, though. It's super heavy. Um, absolutely am here for it. I do like, I do like, um, the vocals on this. I mean, I think the vocals on the entire album are pretty good, but I, spe- I especially like it on this. I think there's more room for the vocals in Famine, if that makes sense. You mean like he's not always just screaming? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think his. Vo- I think they did a good job at recording his voice on this. It sounds like his scream's got a bit of bite to it. Yeah. Uh, kind of sharper. But you know, they also do that like background. I want to call it like it's not really a group shout. <laughs> kind of is. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, I guess it's a group shout. It's just one person though. It sounds like where they kind of like sing, but he's not nearly as loud as the screamer, and he's kind of like echoing what he's saying. Yeah, but but like totally, I just feel like when it's like, like that to me sounds like a guitar from like this might sound weird, but like Slipknot or like that type of tone. Or even like you mean like that pinch harmonic sounding like no 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 just wee, like this, wee, 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 wee. no no not that part like just okay. the like the chunky like dun, 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 dun. like I can't even like, like the verses and stuff just like the, after yeah, the chorus that, yeah just just the the riff of the song mm-hmm. it it doesn't sound like you know metalcore yeah it's which real is well. awesome um, so I do enjoy this song uh, this was not a single. And you get to start the album with not a single, and so it was cool to be like, oh, okay, here we go. And it's great. Yes. Top three for you, for sure? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I like that uh, there's like this, like three minutes in, there's like this uh, guitar solo thing where he like repeats oh, yeah, the yeah. chorus, you know, and they're like, we are now on our own. Um, but it's that's the second time he does that I hear the beast scream. Yeah. And it's just... That second time he says it, and all the instruments like cut out, and it's like double vocals, right? I think it's his voice twice, or so- something right. is different. And you know, he's just like hear the bee scream, and it's such a jam. It ends with like this yeah. thick, groovy, like it just. I mean, that's the first song, and it's like a new album, and you already like the first four singles. It's like, oh man, is there going to be a bad song on this album? Right. Yeah. You know, I catch myself doing this a lot too. I don't know. Um. 
maybe not this song, but as we move forward, I'm always like trying to think of, oh, what does that sound like? It reminds me of a band. You know, it reminds me of this. It reminds me of this. I got to probably like reel it back and be like, it's probably sounds like War of Ages and other bands are inspired by the metal core of that era. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think I do that quite a bit because I was always trying to think like every song we were going through. Like, Well, here, you want me to jump on the bandwagon like, with that? Yeah. Do it. I think the guitar work on this album reminds me heavily of Phineas's new album. Oh, yeah. And I think both of these albums, the Phineas one and this one, like just the guitar work, I don't know if it's the tone or the speed or the tempo or whatever they're doing. It It's just like that mid-2000s metalcore. It is right? metalcore. And, but the yeah. rest of it is like modern production, modern drums. You know, I just feel like these guitar solos and these chunky riffs are coming straight from old metalcore. And I just super love that. Yeah. But I wouldn't say like Famine is like the metalcore song. Like I would. You got that running guitar tone. Like first minute of the song is like, yeah. When like he like, you know, the guitar's like doing this guitar riff fast and it stops and then he starts screaming, you know, you feel your life and then I mean kind of, kind of. I feel like it's more like the modern where metalcore's gone. Like Dominus, next song, like that to me is like metalcore. Okay. Well, hey, on you ready to move on? Yeah, on that note, I say we talk about the next song. What is the next song, Tyler? The next song we're going to talk about is Dominus. So on this song, uh, I noticed that a lot of the song names are either horseman names or they're like Latin or Greek. So this one, Dominus, is Latin. And a lot of us know the word, right? I mean, it means owner, master, ruler, or lord. Lord. And, uh, you know, this song was this first single. It's, I mean, two singles dropped, but it was the one at the top and everyone listened to it first. So that's the first single. And I love it. Like, it's such an epic worship song. So good. Um, and, and I don't know if this is Revelation-y, you know? I mean, I guess it is, because Revelation is about Jesus and the oh, second coming. Yeah, for and, sure, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, I so I, I usually don't say my favorite part of a song is the chorus, but I think the <laughs> chorus makes this song. Dude, it slaps. It's so good. And it's clean vocals. Yeah. So This is what I'm talking about, like this idea of like the metalcore, right? You've got this sweet, like fast cool riff you know and then the and then the verse is like and then the chorus is like holy holy yeah yeah and then it goes back to the and then it finishes with a breakdown you know like that's like 
it, sure. you know? The but, formula. like, mm-hmm. uh, War of Ages, like, this is so War of Ages-y, like, that guitar riff at the beginning, oh my gosh, like, that just throws you right back to um, the 2010s, you know? Um, and obviously the chorus, I think you're 100% right. You will find yourself singing this outside of listening. You'll be in the grocery store, and you're like, anyways to come. You know, it's great, like, uh, obviously great lyrics that we yeah. have stuck in your head for sure because they're so worshipful. Um, but, man, it is it is awesome. It is what I love about metalcore, man. It's just so technical. The guitar works great. Uh, vocals are awesome. You have a chorus that's catchy and uh, just awesome. Probably my second favorite song on the album. Mm. I think this one is my favorite. Um, yeah. There's just a lot to like. Uh, like the chunky ending, you know, with thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Yeah. And you got this like, dunna, dunna, dunna. Like, it's just nuts. And it's uh, like slow too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know, like, that might not be typical metalcore. You know, that type of breakdown where it just slows down and it's I just mean, like. For today style. Yeah, but it's not that type of like, well, kind of, I guess. But yeah. But slow. anyway, the yeah, other yeah, thing yeah, I yeah, really yeah, like yeah. about this. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, lots of choruses, which means you got to do the chorus different ways. And, like, in the middle of the song, they also have, like, a classic War of Ages, like, just guitar solo for almost a minute, maybe longer. Yeah. It's, like, a big chunk of the song. But, of course, you know, at the end of that solo, you have to have this part where he's, he's like, kind of talking and explaining. You know, he's, like, uh, Father in Heaven, almost like he's rapping P.O.D. style, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's such old War of Ages stuff. But he, like, does this rap thing that slowly gets louder until he's screaming. And then, like, right at the end, everything cuts out. And you get this, you get the chorus with just singing. No yep. other instruments, you know. And, like, it builds again to that big breakdown that we were just talking about. But I just love that, like, it's the whole song is so dynamic. Like, if you just chose a 30-second snippet of, of randomly in this, like, it's going to sound like different songs all over the place. But I don't know. It's a fun ride and lyrically great to be stuck in your head. Uh, great for your kids to be like, is this a Jesus song? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it is. You can yeah. hear. Good job. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely love like this kind of music right here. Me too. It's what made me fall in love with the genre, you know? So, yep. But cool, man. Okay. On that note, move to the next song. All right. So let's talk about the next song descriptions of it and then looking up like who this horseman is and the in revelations and like you know i i found more joy lyrically i think all right so let's talk about the next song move on to a happier song just kidding armageddon Fight, the minute come, let's show the world we must enter. 
So before we begin, the word Armageddon. You ever thought about that? What does it mean? Where does it come from? Uh, I think it's a movie with Bruce Willis and Liv yeah, Tyler. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what the song's referencing. About an asteroid or something. Yeah. With a great song by Aerosmith. So... <laughs> okay. No. So uh, Armageddon is a Hebrew word for hill of Megiddo. And it's a real place. This is it's not people use Armageddon, right? And it's typically like yeah, you know, the final battle, death. Here we go, you know, the forces of heaven and hell fighting, right? That's Armageddon, the end of the world. Um, but Armageddon is a real place. It's a Palestinian city. Dun 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 on a pass that connects Egypt and Syria. So this location is the scene of a lot of battles throughout history and even in more recent history during World War One, there's a very pivotal battle that took place there. Um, so it's a real place and it's a common place to fight, right? It's a very strategic point. Um, That's the literal meaning of Armageddon. There is an actual which meaning, in which the Bible, Which in the Bible he says like the, the Hebrew word for Armageddon like I, I, he, he actually says it like this, um, but uh, yeah, Armageddon is often referred to as the final battle, you know, between the forces of good and evil. Right. And I think that's the, like where we're going with this. And I think that's Absolutely. because of the picture in the Revelation saying like there will be this battle at this place called the Armageddon, right? Um, and this this song is is about like Revelation 16. There's seven bowls that angels release out. Also more wrath. Right, it's not enough that we <laughs> yeah. got horsemen. We have more wrath, and this comes in the form of bulls. And this song references nearly all of the bulls, you know, kind of like plagues that happen. Uh, and it it's super fun to like see the parts that you know they wrote in. And I'm like, oh, that's that one. I'm reading along. Oh, that's that one. Um, but this this is probably what wasn't this one of the singles too? Yeah, yeah. And it was the first one released after. Right, and I, I, I hate to say it, but I think those first two singles were their, my favorite songs. Oh, yeah. I like this, too. It's a very, like, lyrically, yeah. I mean, it's it's a continuation, I think, of the previous song, right? This idea of Judgment Day and yeah. coming like a thief in the night, like it's going to happen, and, you know. Yeah, which is gloom. interesting because the, the one before is, like, after these. In a sense, yeah. Because this one is, like, uh, the, the horsemen have not been collected we'll say collected uh killed but uh i don't know do we want to jump into the lyrics do you, you want to talk about parts you like i think musically uh this song is i don't want to say heavier but i'm gonna say it it's the heavier song on the album i think it's like a lower tone and the yeah. guitars are kind of darker and sadder and even his screams just feel more brutal it's yeah and you have like kind of like this electronic like intro and there's pieces throughout that sound i don't know like void-esque mm. war of ages or i don't know like it's not bad and it's not bad like not bad at all like i really li- i really like it it's different it's not it's not dominus right it's not the typical war of ages song um it's something a little bit new I, I, almost video like game like ish like don't doom i don't never played doom, oh, so you don't play know. games yeah so uh, I get that too. Uh, there's a other song later on that is like, so Mick Gordon is a very famous uh, video game musician for like metal music, and he did oh, yeah. the Doom soundtrack. And he's got just these chunky riffs with like electronic elements that are kind of in there. And uh, there's a few songs that really sound like that on this one. Um, 
but it's also kind of like the album you know we have to have these like darker it definitely yeah it makes it feel dark for sure yeah yeah heavy heavy for sure i love it um it's interesting piece about the the literal meaning of armageddon like i i don't i've never said that i've never i've never known that um but that's cool. I like to learn new things because I would just assumed it Dude, was a that's name. That's why I like this podcast. I get to yeah. do random like investigations on stuff. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. I just thought like literally it was a, a, a meaning for the final battle, like the end, you know, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's cool. I'm sorry. I blew your mind and like threw you off track and nah, you're fine, dude. Yeah. So, uh, how about, I'm going to go through the bowls and the, in the lyrics that he talks about. And then yeah. I get, I'm going to talk about my favorite, uh, musical parts, but so it references the first bull being poured out, which gives sores to anyone who bears the wrath, the mark of the beast. Um, and uh, he, he has that on there too. Upon all who cowered and chose to bear the mark, obliteration of my enemies. And that part of the song when he's like, mm. obliterate. Oh my Beautiful. gosh. Yeah. Like that, that scream that he harnesses there. Like I wished that was in like all of the songs like three times. Yeah, like that's it's a... slower and it's like he's like angry and just saying obliteration of my enemies. The final battle has now begun, right? First bowl yeah. is poured, poured, and it's like, dude, these next bowls are you don't even know. Like, oh, you got boils? Here we go. Um, so uh, the next ones, this is very plague like, you know, uh, Old Testament. The second and third bowl poured out turned all of the oceans and rivers to blood. Yeah killing everything in them at all sea life dead. Um, and then it references the fifth bowl being poured out on the throne of the beast. Uh, and then it references the sixth bowl that leads to unclean spirits flowing from certain people's mouths that we won't get into end times. who these people are, you know, the, the horsemen and like the antichrist and stuff like that. But basically their, their de- demonic souls get sucked out of them. I don't know. It's a weird bowl. Uh, but I, I don't think he, uh, the other two bowls were referenced. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it, with that ambient sound in the background, it's kind of like a ah, yeah. kind of like a you know a faraway choir that's kind of creepy, right? <laughs> uh, mixed with like these kinds of uh, like pictures and images, um, I think it really adds to the song and makes it feel more Armageddon-y. Yeah, I I, I love I love the tone of the song. And I'm not usually like a guitar solo guy, and this is kind of a brief guitar solo, but I love the guitar solo and then how it just like goes to like nothing and you can feel the build to the end just like coming up and then it's just a huge breakdown. And the way that he screams during the breakdown, the outro, the visions. Visions of doom. Yeah, visions of judgment. That part is awesome. Um, I I love that when bands have this just disgustingly heavy breakdown and it slowed down breakdown like to the part to where it's very almost rudimentary right and just screaming behind it just angry awesome yes. i love it yeah the ending is so good so good it almost makes me wish that the ending came sooner <laughs> yeah but it's all building long. up to that yeah yeah know? yeah uh, and so another part i really like about this song is it, it, there's this part where where jesus says you know I come like a thief in the night, referencing mm. what he said in the Gospels. Um, I, I think he said, or does it Peter say it? Well, anyway, in Revelations, 
the the lamb says i come like a thief in the night surrender it all to me i've come for what is mine uh and i just you know that the imagery is like you know if you're not for me here's all these bowls of wrath (laughs) yeah pain and judgment and he's like hey if you're with me come here yeah another another song of warning of here's what's to come you know the idea of like you want to be on the right side of this but yeah no brutal song love it i i do think it's one of my favorites on the album i I like that it's different but it does it does like i do think of it as their creative like expression in void how they kind of went that like sort of electronic and darker music like it feels like it would fit with that type of album yeah it's kind of like uh how bloodlines adds like elemental elements yes (laughs) fire and water you know uh as like electronic pieces to it that kind of like makes it more modern sounding gives it like a more modern metalcore modern but, that's it right there it's it's there's mo- it's modern metalcore it's the uh what's your band you love i'm offended i, I come yeah, on I know. dude well, I it's a band you love that I w- i'm not really into wage war think- yeah wage war it's wage war man it has like that modern feel to it that's a good that's a good Sure. comparison your comparison is good sure <laughs> to you <laughs> <laughs> to me to a non-war of ages fan like. wage war fan you can't oh. even say <laughs> wage war war of ages i know they're hard to yeah get them mixed up and I'm, I'm okay let me preface that not that i'm not a fan i just haven't really listened i am a war of ages fan if i just said i'm not a war of ages <laughs> fan i think i did i am a war of ages fan yeah all right all right so that's the end of this one yeah you ready to move on yeah. The next song is Death. Death is one of the four horsemen. Yep. I think he's the last one we talked. We're going to talk about right. So death is the only one in the Bible who is given a name. You know, on you know, the rider of this horse is death. Um, <clears throat> and behind him follows Hades, uh, which is referenced a lot in the Bible. Uh, or some, you know, Old Testament they call it Sheol, um, which in the song it's called Sheol. And basically, it's like a, uh, I don't know, like a, I picture like a portal. <laughs> of hell following behind this santa claus guy who's here to collect all the souls of people that didn't make it or and or kill people on the way and toss them in his santa claus bag i say that because uh, at the end of his run what do you mean santa claus so hey let me tell you okay so uh, he's got like this portal thing following him right hades that is swallowing up all these People. In your vision, in your view. Yeah, in my head. Okay, okay. Well, okay. I mean, it does say that... It's your picture of what you think. Hades is swallowing up the dead, right? Following death. Um, and it's just collecting all the bodies. And at the end of this, 
this Grim Reaper guy, Death, goes to God, to Jesus, with Hades, right, and says, here's all the people. And each person that is collected has to account for what they've done. And so in... Uh, when ju- so here, here's here's my notes from re- from reading the Bible on this snippet. But when judgment time comes, death and Hades give up the dead who are in them, and they are judged, each one according to what they had done. And then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, which tons of songs have that awesome breakdown line. You know, this is the second death. For today has a sweet song, Dead to Rights, where they're like, this is the second death. Anyway. Um, so that's kind of interesting to me and this song kind of highlights that too uh, when he says like uh, never once sealing yourself in his blood capital H so he's like telling the horseman like you never you know yourself have not sealed yourself in Christ and he's thrown into the lake of fire but uh, yeah that, that's kind of my, my, my deal with death and, and Hades um, I, you seem, you seem uh, confused but did my Santa Claus bag thing like mess you up? So you think this is from the perspective of death and Hades talking to God? No, this is Leroy at that point singing about singing to Hades, well, and death, death and Hades, right? Never really? once sealing yourself in His blood, burn like a fire, right? And the judgment, right, too, is all the people that are in Hades or Sheol or Hell or whatever we're gonna call this place. If, if they are found lacking, you know, if Jesus does not take, you know, forgive them of their sins and take them, that's where they're going to. So this whole like, you know, as we burn, we're burning is what these, this song is, you know. What's up, dude? That's not what I see. Like, I I get that, but I don't think it's talking. You, think like, he's, you don't think he's talking to them. You think he's talking to the, the people who have yeah. been gathered up saying you never once sealed yourself. Yes. Like, that's my thought. Like, this is about death in general for the people that are. Dying. This is like okay. So judgment day happens. What happens when you are now? Okay, um, I, I get that. Yeah, you I know, can see you, that. I see that. Like you're proven that oh, you you didn't believe. Here you go, and you are now. All these words that were said are now coming reality, ready to burn. And like I mean, obviously so, it's all figurative. Like this idea of like what hell is, but these people are now going to eternal suffering. Yeah, and I do agree that ninety percent of the song is talking to those people. Yeah. But the breakdown where he goes, you are the angel of death. Yeah. Right. So there's a huge pause in the song, big breakdown. And he yells, he's screaming, you are the angel of death standing at the feet of the fallen one, seizing every soul abandoned, right? That was forsaken yeah. or, you know, killed in, well, in his reign where it says like he could take over a fourth of the earth is what Revelation says, kill a fourth of the earth, billions of people. And he said, and at the end of that, he says, never once sealing yourself, talking to the angel of death, talking to the angel of death, you know, sealing yourself in his blood now burn. So like all the other stuff is like, you know, judgments here, you know, you're all going to be judged according to what you have done. And, you know, also the Grim Reaper, angel of death, Thanatos, death, all of his names. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting way to look at it I, I probably i guess i just didn't think that the first time but you're probably right like there's i mean there's definitely that aspect to it it's really uh it's yeah interesting thoughts i i do think it's really wild how happy the 
clean singing choruses as they're talking about as they burn. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just Wishing like... Wishing you weren't there. <laughs> I don't think that's the feeling of what it's going to be, but, like, yeah, just this idea, this picturing of, like, what does it mean? What does eternal suffering look like? And the, the best description, like, that we... And the writers of the Bible during the time, right, that were, that were divinely um, inspired by God, obviously right like flames and fire and mm-hmm. that gnashing of teeth like that's a big piece of it but like we don't fully know well, all we know is that it's absence of a god yep right no and grace no in, mercy in the in the in the world we live in like the rain falls on the just and the unjust like good things happen to people that are not believers and yeah. like that's not going to happen you know that's not going to be the case and it's crazy to really think about what that means you know because some people are like oh so just means i'm not going to be with god okay well you're as close to god right now as you'll ever, ever be, be. yeah which is yep. insane to think about insane yep so um i do think so i know we're like kind of teasing about the the chorus but i like the lyrics of the chorus because it's kind of a <laughs> i don't know so you know he says you know bursting through the shadows wishing you weren't there so like you were in darkness and all of a sudden someone's like burning, right? So there's light. Now you're, now you're, you appear, you know, wishing you weren't there. Yeah. Uh, and it says the words have now become reality. Like now you're not there. <laughs> like, I wish I wasn't here. Now you're not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed kind of like a, <laughs> plus it's, it's like happy. It's not happy. It's, it's not kinda, happy. I don't know. It feels like an anthem of gloom. I, I don't yeah. know how to say it. Like, you know, if you had to like write a song about like, realizing you know, like, like well. <laughs> yeah super negative realization but yeah that's that's interesting yeah lyrically man it's so hard like you know i i you read these and you know we're, we're taking out pieces and trying to like say okay so here's where you take it from the bible because i mean really like you've said this whole time all these pieces they they're straight up in the book of revelation and there's so many different types of interpretations that people have of every little thing right and in the end like to me and i'm just this guy i'm like this application guy that's like what i think okay what does that mean to me right now what should i do Mm -hmm. you know and it's like these last three songs are the same to me like this is a warning do not be this in the end like there's going to be people like this in the end but we need we need to make sure um that we are fulfilling the great commission, make sure that we are doing what we are supposed to do and thank God almighty. We are on the side of Christ. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's fun to like dig into this stuff and like try to like For get sure. an understanding and figure things out and like, you know, fig- figure out what you believe. Um, but I think it's, it's dangerous when, when revelations, the book of revelation becomes your gospel. When you're yeah, like, let me tell you point. the good news of Christ, you're going to burn. <laughs> Repent and believe. Like, that is not the good news of Christ. Right. The good news is that he came. He was born of a virgin, fulfilling old prophecies, lived a life that we lived without sin perfectly. Right. Was killed for our sins. A perfect sacrifice, perfectly completing the Old Testament, fulfilling the old law. And coming back to life, conquering death, right? That's the gospel. And when people like look at Revelation and they're like, you know, like this is the Bible, look what's coming. 
and you know they're standing on street corners with megaphones and yeah. telling people repent or perish for today uh, <laughs> there's yeah there's a place there's a place for that i think but like you're right i think revelation I'll... is a revelation meant for believers like like telling us like hey snap out of it especially like the song coming up you know like the letters to those churches that are like yeah. you are this way and jesus is literally like stop yep repent turn away fix yourself like yeah. i'm coming back Right, yeah. Like I think that's a good piece of it. I think we can, as believers, look into almost everything. I mean, for sure, everything. You can look into the book of Revelation and say, I can see the gospel in that. Right? Sure. Like, I can you see should. the gospel. You can see and the gospel should. in every book of the Bible. Right. And so you look and you say, I see the gospel here. Now, um, is it the most like strategic, great way to go about it by saying, hey, lake of fire, better watch out. You're going to burn mm-hmm. unless you believe in Christ. Probably not, right? Um so you, you take you you probably don't leave with that, but there, there is that. That's that's where you see the gospel. So you see these um, this judgment day, this Armageddon, this um, we are going um, to suffer, going to burn, going to be away from God, unless right mm-hmm. you believe in God that died for your sins, right? I mean that's like the unless, like there's that yeah. piece of it. The gospel piece is there. Um, and this book of Revelation has been around for, and read thousands and distributed years. thousands yeah. of years now. And so, like, everybody, and I think it's good to live that way. The end is near. It is near. Yeah. You know? It's as near as it ever was, but, like, doesn't mean, and who knows? It could it be 3,000 years from now. It could be, yeah. who knows? Tomorrow. Thief in the night. Yep. But we, as believers, we look at this and say, there is a, there is a but, and we are a part of that. And if, a we, big butt. <laughs> and if we didn't, right, and that's, just, that's a reminder, too, is like we deserve this. If This is our destination if we um, don't believe in Christ, if we didn't have Christ die for our sins and pay for those. Like, yep. that's where we would be because we deserve to put the blame on ourselves. I don't know, though. Old Testament, people bust up, you know, show up in cities and they're like, hey, you're all going to die if you don't turn your ways and follow God. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you're right. Let me do that. So... Maybe that's there. Well, just getting back on, oh, like, you, you can't brimstone. just say, you know, yeah, fire Dude, and brimstone. Like there's a, fire. a place for it. There's for sure a place. I'm sure, like, this is wild to think. I'm sure people have been saved by the, the street preachers, or they wouldn't do it. There's been people that have actually been saved by that. God or has it, used... Or it planted a seed. Yeah. God and has even used a seed them. of, like, nuh-uh, let me go read what they're talking about. Oh, my gosh. Have you guys read this book, Revelation? <laughs> right. Who so is think, this Jesus lamb that is, like, pouring out these bowls on us and, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. God uses everyone in a sense, right? Like, God uses vessels of um, grace. He uses vessels of wrath all for his purpose of his glory, right? And so even, like, street preachers that are preaching fire and brimstone, that has reached people. I just don't know if it's the most effective way, but like you said – there's instances in the Bible where, dude, it's time to turn or else. <laughs> and yeah. they do. So I think that's the end of death, right? That is the end of death. Not not the guy, but the song. You know, the end of the song. song. Which moves us to our next song. Which is? Laodicea.
So uh, in Revelations, there's a time where Jesus appears to John and he says, hey, I want you to write some letters to some churches. And one of those churches is this one, Laodicea, a real place. Yeah. Uh, Turkey, right? I think it's Turkey. Syria. Mm, I think it's modern day Turkey, but I could be wrong. Whatever. Should have wrote it down. Darn it. <laughs> uh, so basically, you know, Jesus is calling out this church that is filled, filled with lukewarm believers they are neither hot nor cold and the long story short of this letter is god's gonna spit you out that you need to realize that you are wretched you're pitiful poor blind naked where they think that they are lacking in nothing right we we're fine we're comfortable here in america i mean in laodicea right and the the song is telling them to repent and uh you know that it's a reminder that he jesus rebukes and disciplines those that he loves so this chorus of the song is like refined through fire you know it's like this it's kind of like a response to this letter to the church and i don't know if it's like the church saying it but you know the, the chorus is just like a, you know uh i i really like that it's like this worship song that's like from the viewpoint of being lukewarm refine me with fire right yeah the idea of complacency i think he i think leroy even says complacency or complacent in the yeah. song lyrics don't let me be complacent um that is such a tough deal as a christian right because you think of the zeal as when you first started believing right like you're reading your bible all the time your every conversation you have is that like i think of like when we were in college and we're doing christian ministry like our daily life revolved around christ yeah and it's like really it did every single thing we did felt like it was in some way for the kingdom and the zeal that we had like we were just all for it like we were going to change the world and all that stuff and then like obviously like your life changes you know you graduate you get a job you have you get married you have kids all this stuff happens and your life changes and you're still a christian you're raising a family but it looks a lot different and there's this idea of complacency that can creep in. I don't know. Like, this is something like I think I've struggled with too, is like, am I complacent because I'm not doing what I used to? Or am I just living my Christian walk a different way now because my life has changed, right? Like raising Mm -hmm. your kids to love God, right? To love their neighbors. That is absolutely what we are supposed to do as believers. Yeah. But it, you still have this like feeling of like, man, I just. Do you think it'd be different? Uh, so you know, you were saved much later in life, closer yeah. to college. And that might be why you had more of this feeling. But yeah. do you think it'd be different if you were saved now, as a parent, and you're like, "Whoa, Jesus, who's this guy? I'm reading Dude. the Bible every night. I got to tell my kids about this guy." All right in college, you were like, "Man, every student here has yeah. the potential." Hundred percent to hear the gospel, right? And so your perspective is a single person looking out at a multitude of people to give them just an inch deep of knowledge of the gospel before they disappear and you probably never see their face again, right? And it's like, 
look at the outreach we could have. But now your outreach is right in front of you. Yep. And they're not going anywhere. And they're with you every day. And they see you every day. And it's not a walk. It, they, they see your whole walk, right? They don't, they're not going to, it's not like you standing outside the pavilion or whatever, or outside yep. of the, the pub, Pence Union building, not, not the bar for the listeners, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like holding a banner, like come to Chi Alpha, check out our church group, come do church, you know, yep. uh, where people just see you for that moment and go, oh, that guy's such a Christian, ugh, you know, like right. instead your kids are like, oh my gosh, my dad's such a Christian, ugh. Yeah. Or, but yeah, that's a good point. Cause then your, your kids see you in your life, you know? And like, if you don't have grace for them or, or grace for your, your wife or like other people, like they see that. Right. And so there's like all this idea of like, you are trying to lead this example and create, um, and raise kids that are going to be followers of Christ. And yeah, that hopefully. is extreme. And hopefully, you know, God willing. And that is so hard to do, but like that is our mission that's who we're supposed to be now i do think there is something to the time of being saved though i think you're right because like have you ever heard of the dunning kruger effect the name is so familiar it's like this idea of like when you first like learn something like you're first safe right it's the idea right. of being like cage stage calvinist for those that are calvinist or whatever but right. like the idea of like you first learn something and oh my gosh you're the most confident person at it you have to tell the entire world at the expense of everyone else, you know, but then right. you start like learning more and getting into it and realize, and you realize you don't there's, know everything. <laughs> there's more, there's way more to this. The complexities of the Christian walk is not as simple as five points mm -hmm. and you get further into it and you realize that maybe that's not the most important piece and you quiet down. Right. And then you start questioning, do I really even know, you know, because there's so much more to learn or to yeah. see there's so many different avenues. Do I really even know? And so the people that are like no more are actually like less confident than the people that just yep. learn it, right? And so it's this, a super weird deal. I had this high school teacher uh, who said, those that are the most vocal about a topic know the least about that topic. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think there's a big piece of that. Obviously, though, as you like get older, you know, hopefully we keep learning and learning and we get older and then we like, become that like, oh, we know. And we're confident, <laughs> yeah. but we're not going to be. We're going to get on a podcast and listen to have tell five people about what we know, <laughs> but we're not going to be arrogant about it, you know. And I so, and, but the hard part is like people like confident people, so people are drawn to that loud. Person well, yeah, it sometimes. sounds like authority, right? You know, and so I think there's that piece of it too. Absolutely, if I was saved yesterday, I think I would be more like, oh my gosh the zeal would be there because this is the first time family Bible study every day. Let's go. <laughs> right. Know? And then you don't see any danger in that when there is danger in that, like obviously yeah. a family Bible study is not dangerous, but to be legalistic and being like, here's sure, what we're yeah, going to yeah. do forever. That could be an issue. You know, if you just go on like the knowledge piece of Christ without the love, like there's obviously going to be issue. And so I think maybe that's a big piece of why sometimes I think I'm complacent or, mm. but it's definitely a warning that there's it's comfortable where we are where we are sometimes yeah and so uh going back to the song with the lyrics and kind of with the, what you're hitting on i know we've talked about this a lot with other bands and other songs and other episodes and stuff but there's that line in the song where he says emotionless while watching the world transform gosh yeah. like l let's say it's end times and we see all this stuff happening and we're just like meh i'm saved or so i think you know i'm lukewarm i am neither 
horrified nor you know excited that i get to see my king i'm just like emotionless Eh, that's right yeah. uh and you know he says reveals the emptiness inside us before the storm yeah. right like you have no emotion on all these changes happening the world is breaking around you in the news today you're just like oh yeah israel yeah that sucks you know oh they kidnapped a bunch of plain civilians oh, oh and now they're retaliating and killing innocent people oh okay whatever i feel nothing right Dude, like is this a you? dangerous are, spot are you be. lukewarm like and i understand yeah. like the lukewarm part is not feelings for the other world outside right. world it's for your faith in god and your but you know with that comes love for others yeah and you know when you see others hurting and you feel nothing i don't know dude check, check your heart bro like i don't know what to say we might edit this out but like okay so this is my thoughts on i'm definitely keeping it israeli palestinian stuff right now hamas terrible terrorist organization not anybody like for years they've been anti-semitic and anti-women and stuff like that right like extreme islam sure terrorist group Mm -hmm. terrorist group and they killed 1400 innocent civilians breaks my heart terrifies me absolutely scary showed up parachuted in the things that happened i it's so barbaric It, it blows my mind and it hurts my heart and so like that feeling and knowing that like yes the people that should pay that did that like there should be justice for those that got their lives taken but then there's collateral of innocent kids that are being killed and partly on like Hamas's fault, but like there's innocent kids being killed, yes. and if like you can't look at both sides, not both sides, like there's obviously a right and a wrong, but if you can't look at the situation and feel pain for innocent for lives, yeah. then I think there's something to be said about complacency. Like we have to look at this and say, man, there's so much hurt in, in this world. We got to figure this thing out. Like, yeah, so sad, so sad. Yeah, I mean, I I could talk and complain. I'm on the same page as you. I I. I know that there's like a, I really hope Israel just like wipes out the Hamas group and that it's not a problem. But the fact that they're telling people in America, they're telling uh, them to like kidnap Jews here and attack here in the States. And it's like, no, 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 no. We've seen both already in the United States. We've seen anti-Semitic attacks and we've seen anti-Muslim attacks just in the United States. Right. And, And then you see like, protests for both sides and there's like zero sympathy for other the other way like okay yeah like we need to be like empathetic of is of palestinian palestinian children that are dying but we also need to realize there were 1400 innocent civilians that were specifically targeted yeah right like that's just so crazy like they weren't trying to like stop the government they weren't trying to hurt you know hurt their military or their power it was innocent people in the night or early morning, right? Yeah, day. They're somewhere at a music festival. Oh, yeah, just... Ugh. Yeah, and so it's just, like, so crazy. And you look at that, and I think from the perspective of what we're supposed to look at as Christians, we look at it and we say, oh, my goodness, like, innocent civilian life should not should not perish. It's right? that Red like, Horseman, dude. Be it. And 100%. And it's like you look, at, you look at what's happening, and you're like, man, this is not right. You know, and then grant, I mean, just bigger picture outside of that too. Like there's just so many things that go in this world. And you're like, that is pure evil. What is happening? Yep. But yeah. So I'm going to reel this back. Yeah. Reel it back. In. Uh, going back to the song, changing gears. Yeah. Um, so I really like the part where, uh, so where Jesus says, well, it's Jesus's line, but obviously he's not the one talking, but in the song where the, it kind of like 
cuts out and in the background you, you hear him say like behold i stand at the door and knock can you hear my voice um and that that's kind of like uh well yeah it, it builds to that chorus uh where it's kind of like that worship song where it's like you know spirit come refined through yeah. fire never ending hope in times of darkness holy spirit come um and i think it's just an awesome like anthem yeah like yeah cry like out an anthem. anthem of like you know help me not be like this uh you know change me um yeah so good i i love i love the chorus and i don't know i think it is because it's very like this anthem like sing along like we're we're asking for this like it's, it's worshipful right it seems like it's almost congregational and i love it um but my favorite part of the song gary is like the end the breakdown mm-hmm. and it's beautiful it's beautiful it's heavy it's gnarly unleash the fire within thing and then the we will whole outro yeah just the whole outro um it's really good and this is one of those songs where you like you could take it out of this album and it you wouldn't be like oh it's about revelation like this is really it just feels you know like a war of ages like christian living song you yeah. know like the walk of, of christ what it means to be a christian and uh so i really love that they took it um and took the church of Laodicea and and made it like this. It's so cool. Yeah. My favorite song on the album by far. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Even though you spent most of the time talking about uh Israel and <laughs> <laughs> That's just, that's just like current events, man. Yeah, yeah, I think War of Ages does a good job at um taking a thing that's like, oh, this is scary and turning it into like a we will overcome, we will defeat this, we will conquer, we will yeah. win. Uh 100%. especially yes. like from the perspective of if you are a Laodicean and you're like, oh, am I lukewarm? Ah, and it's like this prayer that's like, yeah. you know, Holy Spirit, come, refine me. Yeah. And it's like this ending of like this group shout, this like, you know, we will overcome. We will make this. Like, yeah. we will not be lukewarm. We will make a difference. I had this one friend tell me a long time ago. This is like in high school, I think even. He was like, and he was like always like the healthy guy. He, he, he was like in middle school, he, had, he was pretty big, lost weight in high school and his like big thing was like if you are thinking about what you're eating, if you're just like thinking about it like all the time, like you know, you're gonna eat better. Even if you don't eat, if don't eat great all the time, you're thinking about oh man, I probably shouldn't do that. I probably shouldn't. Eat that. You're gonna eat better. And it's the same thing as if you like are constantly thinking about am I being complacent in my life? You're gonna be less complacent, right? Like if you are actually evaluating yourself um, and thinking about what you're doing, like you're going to be better. Even yep. if it's not like that crazy, like the complacency um, will be less if you're actually looking at, man, I could have done this today or I should have done that. Tomorrow's going to be a better day, you know? And that's yeah. kind of, I think, what we have to do. We have to, like the chorus says, be refined. Yeah. I know we've talked about this song a long time, but I have a thing to add. Uh, so my pastor has this analogy. Uh, he was a seer instructor, um, and he, he would tell people that, you know, when you're traveling and all you have is a compass – yeah. If you only look at that compass once, we'll say this is your first time looking at the Bible. North is that way. And you never look at your compass mm. again. You're going to be so far off your mark. Yeah. The point is you need to keep checking your compass. Am yeah. I pointing north? Is this the way I'm supposed to be going? And, you know, that's the same as looking at your Bible and, like, reading it and understanding and reorienting yourself north. Like, yeah. I need to keep going this direction. If you go too long, you're going to end up going, like, like even if you're off by a little bit after a long time you're a long ways off the mark you are not going to get to your destination yep but anyway that, that's sweet 
And I think, think that's fashion miles for the, this, uh, <laughs> this talk has caused us to think about ourselves. Like, I mean, that's what it is. So like, obviously you look at it and you evaluate yourself, you read your Bible, you talk about your life. Like, that's it, man. That's like the Christian walk. That's right there. Yep. Constantly getting better and becoming more like Christ. Well, I think we move on okay. to the last song. The next song we're going to do is Misery. song of the album um i i really yeah. like it uh I, I this might be my number three number four you know you got i you got know, a lot I of do. number three i have scary. a top three <laughs> and i think this one might wedge in there but it's definitely fits you know, in there up there and i think i like it because it's very different in fact the other day i was listening to this album and uh jen was walking by is when i got the vinyl and I, I was playing it in the house and uh she's like war of ages does clean vocals and I was like, on mm. this song they do. But yeah, like most of this song yeah. is clean vocals. Um, most, for sure. But, you know, th- so this song is like the perspective, or it's about those who are lost. Those who are, were taken by the four horsemen, who were turned away from Jesus, and this is it. You know, it's like they're living a nightmare. Um, and I think uh, that kind of, I mean, so the music. You know, it has more clean singing, but it's not happy. It's like musically and screaming. There's a lot of like doom and gloom kind of stuff, but like the clean singing is like weary. You know, uh, yeah. kind of regret feeling. Um, th- there's a part that I really, really love, and we'll get to it. But I, normally, I'd say like the chorus was just kind of like too samey, but because of the part that I super like, like the part that I really like wouldn't be possible you already know what i'm talking about without the chorus repeated the way it is um but the the i don't know and the lyrics are just very i don't know they just hit you hard you know uh you have leroy screaming stuff like uh you know you wish for death but you can't have it you know only a fool would think he can escape this uh and then you have the clean singing that's kind of like a you know running through the fire wishing it was over truly seeking death never finding it believing in something yeah. receiving nothing like i want to sing along to this but then i'm like Ooh. yeah i i mean i like it uh i think there's some really cool stuff i was joking with tyler right before we pressed record today about how the intro of it sounds like a nickelback intro because he got this like <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that album with the the muscle car on it i can't think of anything but yeah. that that era of nickelback you know heavy couple like yeah, distorted riff and then catchy singing. groovy and then yeah no 
I I really do also enjoy this style. Like if there was a band that just did this and had this like style of singing and the way that it's done, uh, I'd I'd be on board. I really like it. It's really easy to follow along to and sing to. Um, I I don't want that to come off as like a negative thing, but like for me, like to follow along with the cleans, it's really a register that we that's not like way out yeah. of this world. You know what I mean? Um, and it's still like super groovy and there's some heavy pieces to it, but man, this is just talking about like, this is the end of the, the album. This is it. Like this is misery yeah. forever, ever. That's it. This is the eternal suffering. It's like, this isn't a happy ending to the song, to the so album at all. of ages, they're like, Hey guys, we listen to all consuming podcasts. Tyler says he loves misery. If we could just do a whole album like that, he thinks we'd be great. <laughs> you can't call yourself War of Ages and do so, that, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe you so could. I, I, I've gathered a I few don't, thoughts. I mean, Devil Wears Prada's done it. They changed, not to this sound, but they did it. Sure, they changed yeah. their sound. You know? I mean, I think bands can do it, but then you're going to have the fan, that piece of the fan base. Not everyone's like, moving along. Hey. Yep. Right. It, it, feels, it feels newer. It the feels song? newish. So yeah, I like think it just feels uh, like something there's different. a few bands that I could think of that kind of do this, but not in this genre. So like, like yeah, Idol oh, 100%, Threat. 100%. They got these heavy yeah. pieces. Agreed. They have these clean singing pieces. They mix the two pretty well. Just not metal, right? But uh, so yeah. I, something's been bothering me since we started talking. Uh, you know that guitar solo is kind of weird. Like a minute in, it it's just like, like what it's is like this? Kind of nowhere. And you yeah. know what it sounds like? It sounds like becoming the archetype's new album. <laughs> there is there's a couple pieces that feel like becoming the yeah. archetype in this song. That's funny that you say that because I was yeah. actually thinking that. So let's get to the part that I really like. So there's okay. this. Um, I actually don't know what it is. It's a bridge, right? But it's just kind of more chill. Uh, it has like a higher guitar kind of playing in the background. I'm trying to remember. Um, but it builds to like this part where Leroy just comes in and he's like, rise, rise as the trumpet sound, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, you hit the ground. Can you feel it now? Right. And he says it twice. And that's such an angry, he's got a hard bite in that scream. And it's just like, oh man, here we go. We're going to just, this is going to be nuts. And then everything cuts out and it's the most gentle singing. Rise, rise as the trumpet sounds. You hit the ground, can you feel it? Like, it's not it's not like the soft singing of the chorus the whole time. Like we're talking like, don't sing too loud, but stay as quiet as you can. But it's general. like the things he's saying though, like running. You know, when you fire. think of going to our boys in Idle Threat, they're singing about in the garden. You know, like Peter, like figuring stuff out. You know, and you know, this is like <laughs> yeah, hell. <laughs> yeah, like, and I but I think it's from it's from a perspective of like like. 
you you've like just complete failure, complete loss, complete over. Yeah, it's what are you done. gonna do? And so he's like, yeah, it's like the final chorus. He's just super gently singing the running through the fire, like for the last time, wishing it was over now, like super soft, you know. I don't know, it just hits so good. And and just the way it ends like that, I'm like, oh, man. Like, that song and how it ends makes me hit repeat on the album. 100%. I agree. It's so good. And and so we end this and say this is a concept album, right? For sure. Like, start to finish, this is is basically taking us through judgment. End times, big quotes. End times, the judgment of mankind, right? And so... It's a really interesting journey that you take and how War of Ages brings you through it. But at the end, it's like so – like misery is a really good word for it because it is miserable. Yeah. And it's just – and it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a super repetitive song, which makes you think like day in, day out, constantly wishing this was over. Never. Yep. You know. Uh, so really cool way to end it. And it's a really cool album. Definitely – one of my favorite War of Ages albums and Yeah, as a whole. I think so too. I feel like it's this one had a, a clear image, a story to tell, you know, yeah. all the way through. And and it's like it's not like a such a thick concept album that you have to listen to the songs in order because I don't think they're really in order anyway, but like they, they don't tie into each other, you know? They've yeah. they're very standalone songs and yeah, I, I really enjoy this album. I will say it might be one of my favorite War of Ages albums. Uh, I mean, awesome. my favorite ones are like Arise and Conquer and Before. Oof, yeah. Like, I love their really early stuff. And I feel yeah. like they touched on that here. Definitely um, some pieces of early metalcore. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's, those are my favorite War of Ages. Every release that they've ever released, I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. And I always recommend it to people, um, especially Christians looking for like that heavier music. And I'm like, this might be t- too heavy for you, but here, try these guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoy this album and, and I hope, you know, the most success on this release. I mean, I know they're not touring it and stuff, but from what I've seen online, it's like being received really well. But Sweet. Cool, man. Well, I'm excited to keep listening and I'm excited for what War of Ages continues to do because 10 albums, dude, like that's wild. So uh, we're probably going to do a, you know, album of the year in January or something. Yeah. Kind of episode. You think this will be on your list? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I think it'll be on mine. Like wow. fighting for top spots, for sure, I think. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, become a patron. Buy us a cup of coffee on there. You know, we have all the social medias. Well, we don't have all yep. of them. We have a lot of them. Instagram and Facebook are our main two. Uh, you know, we have a Discord server where people can hop on. It's not like we post podcast stuff. It's more of a community group right. uh, where bands and just fans whatever we all just join together and kind of have an awesome community together on that um yeah that's kind of all i got sweet thank you for listening